0: Welcome to Women in Venture Capital, a podcast by students for students. I'm Rashvena. And I'm Anvita. And we are from the Harvard Business School. Our guest today is Geeta Vimuri. Geeta founded Agent Capital, a majority women-owned international investment firm supporting disruptive healthcare companies in 2016. Prior to this, she was the managing partner of the corporate venture capital arm of Baxter and then spin-out Baxalta where she led investment decisions for a $300 million pool of capital across multiple therapeutic areas of interest to the respective corporate parents. Geeta holds an MBA from Wharton Business School and a PhD in biochemistry from Indian Institute of Sciences. Welcome to our show, Geeta. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you. Thank you,
1: uh, Anvita and also Ashwina. Thank you so much. I'm first of all so proud that you guys are doing something uh, which is in this area, um, and I couldn't be more grateful because it looks like we are almost a generation apart from when I came to U.S. and and who I am, and then when you are coming to U.S. and doing your MBA. So I'm very proud of you, and I hope as many people as possible, not only
0: in U.S., but also abroad, especially in India, can hear this. Super. Thanks, Kiba. That's that definitely words of encouragement. Jumping right into our questions, we see you've had your PhD and then an MBA from Wharton, uh, and then you decided to start on your work with Baxter. Curious to understand, how did you find these opportunities here in the US, and how did you narrow down on what really interests you? Sure. Thank you so much again. Okay,
1: I have to say I finished my PhD back in ISC in uh, 1992, and. Uh, I came to U.S. by an invitation from a National Academy of Science scientists to do my postdoc. And after coming here, I very quickly realized that really my passion is to take the, uh, the whatever science is bu- done in the lab and find ways to translate it and think about businesses. Because when I came to U.S., I saw this freedom that you could do literally anything from science okay not only just in the science but also really to treat patients so that actually led to my interest and uh, one way i thought about doing that is probably going into a pharma company as a scientist but it was very difficult in 1992 because the markets were down at that time as well so i decided okay let me just break into this uh, uh whatever phenomenon and i went and got my mba at warden and that was truly a transformative experience for me because it not only showed to me that I could do what I could, but also what I could do with my science and business experience. Okay, which basically said to me that listen, you could go and you know run a company, you could go do um, an analyst job at a Wall Street firm, and then come back into investing. And so that's how it led to my career track of actually going from. MBA uh, at Wharton to really thinking that I really needed to go into Wall Street and look at these companies uh, from top down um, as opposed to bottom up, okay, which is what I'm doing right now. Um, so that's what I did.
0: Yeah. That's great to know. From one of your most recent interviews with pharmaexec.com, uh, you mentioned about the key competencies that enabled you to enter the venture capital career path one that seems to be extremely exclusive in terms of selection process. Could you share that here with us as well?
1: Yeah, there are, I think, you know, there are a number of factors that go into it, okay, which are really exclusive somehow, at least when I was entering the field into venture capital, things have changed a lot, I have to say. Okay, so it's very important, as I said to you 25 years ago when I came to US and now when younger people are here, Right? Okay. We don't want to measure with the same kind of yardstick. Okay. Because things have changed, people have matured, industries have matured. When I came and I was looking at uh, thinking about venture capital or getting myself involved in the, into the entrepreneurial community, all I knew is to go get a job at Wall Street and learn the processes and then actually jump ship into something else, which is more of what I'm doing today. Right? Okay. So just want to add that caveat. Okay. But um, you know, uh, uh, your question being, you know, how did I choose my career path, which is what I'm understanding, right? okay? Um, I was driven by, um, as I said, you know, how are these companies formed in USA? That was the most important thing for me, okay? And I thought I could get a lot of learning, you know, going, first of all, the analyst route um, in a, a bank. and that actually did provide me. I would never, I mean, Few things I learned there. It was a crash course for me in terms of learning about the inter- industry in a short period of time. And then it also provided me this very close contact with company CEOs, which was really, I was like, oh my God, I'm talking to a CEO of a company. Okay. But that gave me really this opportunity to interact with the CEOs and CFOs and learn that they are like human beings, like anybody else, and they're doing their job at the highest level. Right. Okay. So I learned that, okay? And then that's when I still continue to persist and wanted to actually come back into the company formation side of it, which is venture capital. And luckily for me, Wharton honestly provided me me with that opportunity. And it was also my own doing. I actually went to the career center, spent a lot of time finding out exactly who's looking for a job, you know, in, in what I wanted and got the break in being actually an intern at a uh, firm, and that's how it, my career, I think, in venture capital started, okay? I think if I didn't spend the time and do the calls, uh, which the initiative I took, um, probably it would have been a different outcome, okay? And and if I gotten in, into a job already, by the time I was looking for a job, I probably would have settled and would have been a different outcome. I don't know if that makes sense, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It totally does, and totally understand where you're coming from, and. Uh, like you mentioned that's still about 25 years back but i think the the theme holds that uh getting a sense of what you really want and just being resourceful to find wherever you can and at a place like Watton, i'm sure similar to hps you will get a lot of resources you just read most of it agreed i think i think it's
1: it's um, a little bit uh, honestly lot about uh, less about you know um schools it's about the resources that the schools provide you and also it's about how resourceful you are. So I want to make sure that we cover all the grounds. That is, you know, I'm grateful that the school provided the opportunity. I'm also grateful that I had guidance from the school and some, you know, alumni that I was looking up to, okay? But on the other hand, there was also a drive that I had, that there was a not uncompromising, um, you know, belief in myself that, listen, you know, step A, yes, I got to go get... Additional education and step B. I have to then get back into exactly what I wanted. Okay, every step of the way, I could have compromised. Okay, Um, so just wanted
0: to mention that. Yeah, totally. This is super. This is this really great kita. Curious to hear about your journey as a woman in the investing ecosystem. But before we jump to that, I want to fast forward to from twenty five years ago to now. During the current pandemic, you are running a venture capital fund. How has your investment thesis evolved to see? innovative healthcare technologies emerge out. What are the current spaces that you see are most attractive in the recent times?
1: Yeah, I think, I think to be honest, okay, nothing has changed for us, okay? Because first of all, most important is, you know, we treat a few areas of diseases, okay? In, in, we invest in companies that actually look at opportunities that, dece- that treat few areas of diseases. So those being, you know, oncology, immunology, rare diseases, and neurology. So those are the areas that we focused on um, because of our experience and our expertise. And nothing in those areas that we are doing today has changed. Um, The only thing that I would say has changed for me personally and for my partners is we keep additional reserves for our companies that we have invested in just in case they need more time, more capital. Okay, That's about what has changed. Um, But I think what we have seen right now, in fact, you know, the market has presented us with opportunities in the areas that we were not thinking of before, okay, which also includes you know basically serving the patient itself, okay? That is, you know, uh, patients are having a lot of difficulty in terms of even getting their own drugs, you know, whether it's through mail or or through themselves. So are there any disruptions there, okay, that we are thinking of, okay? Um, although we are predominantly still, treatment-focused firm, but we are also looking at what else is going on around the treatment area. So there is a supply chain disruption. Can we help that disruption? If there is um, clinical trial disruptions because of the pandemic, okay, can we help those? Um, Those are the areas
0: we are also watching out and looking for, yeah. Mm -hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, shifting gears a little bit, uh, covering the theme of what our podcast really uh, stands out for. You're a veteran in the investing industry. Have you seen better acceptance of women leaders in the founding as well as funding teams? What do you think funds should do to ensure that they do sustained efforts towards gender balance representation?
1: Yeah, I think I think I would I would think it should be almost like really gender neutral, uh, honestly, because. I know there was a time when we all started out in the industry, in our own work-life, uh, you know, I hate to call the word balance, okay, because none none of that exists, okay? It's like work-life uh, optionalities that you choose for yourself, okay, um, that we had predominantly really um, one spouse, um, you know, kind of making the earning, and the other one was basically taking care of the family, I think fast forward today, I think that's not the paradigm anymore. I think everyone is equally contributing. In fact, it's actually great for our men's spouse to have also this flexibility of allowing themselves to step back and relax a little bit because it's it's a lot of work otherwise for a family, right? Okay. So for me, you know, I think, um, I feel like, you know, it should be a natural evolution in our world and our, you know, kind of thinking process that we incorporate, you know, everyone who is the best talent, okay? And I think that's going to happen. It just takes time. Every change, which is fundamental and, you know, kind of rooted in not just a year or two, thousands of years, centuries and decades, um, it just takes time. And I think we will get there. You know, it's just a process of considering this as a
0: marathon. Okay. Um, and staying with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally does. I want to build a little bit more on this one. You run a fund, which as as we just heard was, uh, is a women led fund for the most part of it. How has your journey been building out agent capital? I mean, have you had any instances where you saw differences just because you were a woman, women, majority leadership team?
1: I don't think I saw that. Honestly, I I don't want to say that at all. Okay. I, I have been supported by this incredible talent of partners who are men and incredible talent of advisors who are men. Right. Okay. I think the only place why, where I would say I see a difference, to be honest, is, you know, I'm trying to actually get into a place where, you know, the place has been established by others for many, many, many years and decades. Okay. So if you want to change that and replace the money that's going to an organization for long periods of time who are doing very well, performing well, right, okay, and come in as a new incumbent, right, Uh, replace the incumbent, okay, as a new person coming in, you know, it just is hard for people to break that relationship and say, hey, I'm going to pivot from some XYZ who's doing very well, to a woman-led fund because, you know, you're a woman-led fund, right? Okay. Um, but, you know, I would say that there are groups that actually are recognizing and want to actually put us in their portfolio because of the fact that we are doing well, and that is changing, okay? Um, would that not happen before? I don't think so. I think it would have happened before. It's just we all didn't take the plunge to start our own things as as much as, you know,
0: we might have or could have, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and honestly, that's gen- genuinely encouraging to hear that you did not see a lot of difference. Um, so, then just out of curiosity, was this a conscious call that you wanted a woman majority leadership, or it just happened quite naturally, like you mentioned? It was a general gender neutral approach, and you just saw the most amazing women join you.
1: Yeah, to be honest, I think I think I have um, I have been thinking about starting something on my own. Uh, since the time I came to US, it took me a lot longer than I wanted. That's all I'm going to say because I think all of us have our own journey. I wanted to make sure I had my son and raised my kid and all of that. Okay, so it takes time, and so I thought it was an opportune time. It was almost like now or never for me. Okay, and so that's that's why I took the plunge and started. Um, but I do believe, and I really think, if I wish I could have started you know, many, many, many years ago, okay? So this is what I'm telling you guys, like younger generation, okay? There's never a perfect time. As I say, right, there's never a perfect time to have a kid. There's never a perfect time to start a company, yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's as good as having a kid. So I think that's well put. Um, This was a great conversation. I want to wrap up with your Um, thoughts around and advice that you want to give to uh, women. And the way I want to put the question forth is that you're one of the managing partners and founders at Agent Capital. And this fund is one of only four majority women-owned US-based biopharma venture capital firms. So A, this is a great achievement to start with. So kudos, you're one of the leaders who's leading things and uh, changing the way as you move along. But then with this uh, context, what advice would you have to all those aspiring women are interested in pursuing a venture capital, a venture capital career?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think I, what I would say is, you know, really uh, think through if this is for you or not, okay, because it it sometimes has its own ups and downs, okay? Nothing is a straight line. It's just like, if you want to be a musician or want to be an actor, right, or actress, you got to do the time and get there, and there are going to be ups and downs, and maybe you will achieve, maybe you won't, but the learnings that you make along the way are so incredible that you can always apply them to something else, okay? So, you know, have that kind of perspective to just think about exactly what you want to do. If this is what you want to do, you got to really, really think through it and keep at it, okay? You're going to have lots of setbacks like all of us do. That is part of life, okay? But kind of pick up yourself and, and, you know, move on, right? Okay, the other thing I want to say is Venture capital is not, you know, just one deal that you did well and you succeeded that you are a venture capitalist. It's, it's a it's really a continuum. Once again, I keep saying this is a marathon, not a sprint. So, you know, um, just take your time and see um, whether this is something that one wants to do it forever, right? Okay. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. I'm happy to answer If you think you want to add something to that, okay. And if if there's another follow up question for you from there, yeah.
0: No, I think this is perfect. It answers it, um, I mean, it answers very well because you need to know whether this is for you. And then if it is, it's, it's a long run game, not a short run. I think it, it's perfectly making sense. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today, Geeta. It's been a great pleasure hosting you. I'm sure our listeners will really value your uh, your experience of uh, living this journey for almost three decades now uh, and living it in, a, in one of the most successful ways. So thanks so much for joining us.
1: No, thank you. And I'm really, really proud of you, what you're doing, Anvita, and also Ashwina. Okay, I really think you guys are amazing you know this is great keep it up okay and follow up with any questions you have we are here to help you yeah thanks so much thank you again take care